to another Parallel Barking. I'm Ariana Backer, here with my co-host. Larry Backer, woof woof. Oh, bark, bark. My bad. It's just I'm so surprised, although I shouldn't be, by this topic that we're about to bring to your attention and futurism brought to our attention. Adobe was caught red-handed. We're going to jump right in. Um, selling AI-generated images of the Israel-Gaza uh, conflict. And we're really used to misinformation coming from all sorts of different places, mostly random politicians, random people. I guess um, tech industry is going to be a new thing for us. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But hold on a second. Adobe did not generate these um, artistic renditions well, and riffs on... Uh, hold up, hold up. We could say they didn't, but they definitely were the incentivizer. Well, how'd they get on the Adobe uh, uh, websites for people to, to to use? What do you mean? Well, I mean, how'd, you, how'd they find their way to Adobe? How did people find their way to no, Adobe? No, no, these images. These images, if they didn't create it. So this is it was... Adobe stock images. The, right, this and... Is... But who uploaded them? If Adobe didn't generate them, then who generated them? People. But Adobe um, is Are incentivizing. You sure they were Adobe is incentivizing um, contributors. Are you sure they're people? Um, well, people have to train the AI. Right, 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 right. But, I don't think have... we're we've gotten to the point where AI can train AI, although maybe we can. All right. Or AI can you can use AI to generate AI images, which are then uploaded. So you don't actually need a person as a middle person to upload this stuff onto. Right, Adobe. but let, let's explain the situation first. All right, sorry. So um AI generated images from Adobe, um, the Adobe stock, uh, let's say, um, contributors. Um, let, okay, so the company, Adobe, has added a new annual bonus scheme for Adobe stock contributors that actively incentivizes them to allow their work to be used to train the company's AI model. And um, that has something to do with their AI model, Firefly. And it's it's a very important part of their uh, Photoshop tool. And that's what a lot of people use to submit the um, stock photos to Adobe Stock. And so um, those are what um, are being put up on um, online. And these images have been appearing. Yeah, and then they can be used, right? And, and used. Then they can be used by the they're not, they're not generated by Adobe itself, but they're technically 
being tagged as uh, generated with AI, um, but people aren't going to look at that. Um, but what are they going to look at? They're going to look at the images, and the images look like photography. Absolutely. Right. They look like photography. And so the invitation, which is the deception, is to view them as a photographic image rather than an artistic rendering. Yes, they pass as the real the thing. Prejudices uh, or hopes and dreams of the artist. Right. Which, yeah. which goes to why is this different than an artist's rendering of the of some aspect of the war because, because these the are artist, trying to pass as um that's right i was there with a camera and i snapped a button and, and i this, snapped this image is right this image is what i saw right this isn't artistry this isn't a a shot of you know trying to show rendering of a reality in some way i mean if somebody saw well, it this is, it is trying to show reality is perceived by these are these are images no now you're trying imaginary. to interpret it as an art piece but it's not it's not because and this is a critical thing right because it is meant to deceive people into believing that what you're seeing is a camera image as opposed to what otherwise would be hanging up uh well it could be photography too but would be hanging up as an imaginary uh, rendering the emotive uh, interaction between the artist and the thing that the artist is trying to render, but may have absolutely nothing to do with an instant of lived reality anywhere on earth, other than to show bombs blasting, uh, children with uh, my personal favorite, uh, children with uh, with book bags and a little teddy bear in rubble, um, you know, blah, 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 burnt buildings and the the quote unquote horrors of war. Uh, as a visual symbol as opposed to the reality of the thing that it's supposed to to represent. Right. I mean, and as um, the article in Futurism mentions, it's actively undermining like the, the hard work that um, the photojournalists would have had to do to get in there to actually take that photo. Um, it's dangerous to jump in to the uh the front lines of war and take that kind of photo but when you're it's it's more dangerous it's more dangerous than 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 you make out it's not merely uh the danger of being physically harmed it's the danger of actually taking a picture of a reality that may not accord with the uh, narrative realities that the people who let you in to take these pictures want to that's see. That's so true. Exactly right. And then you have to survive that and then show show it to the rest of the world. Right. So what's the difference between this and let's say I need to have a, a, a narrative reality of a ton of people uh, dead. And what I do is I invite a photographer in and I stage the deaths. Let's say I take a bunch of people, I put them in, uh, and they're all alive. I put them all in shrouds. I put them in this huge room. And then I bring the photographer in and I say, look, a room full of shrouds. I'm not even lying. I'm telling strictly the truth. I have a room full of, of bodies, shrouded bodies, which is technically true because I'm not telling you whether the shrouded bodies are alive or dead. You are invited 
to misunderstand what I'm saying. And then you take the picture. The picture is real, right? As opposed to these AI generated pictures, the picture is real, but it is a it is a picture of a staged reality that would have nothing to do with whatever reality it is that the that the picture is going to be generating. Um, and my my point here isn't that one is better than the other. It's to suggest that when you look at Adobe and Adobe's problem with these stock images, um, you're looking at a range of visual misrepresentations. You would still call that. I I I get what you're saying, but I still think you you would still call that photo staged and it would still be a fake. It, it would, be but real. it would be a different, but it would be a different kind of fake because there the fakery was being done by the people who invited you to take a real picture as opposed to here where you're sitting in some comfortable or uncomfortable office somewhere with your uh, software and then you use software. Yeah, there are definitely AI degrees of separation. Right, 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 right. But again, underlining all of this is the issue of deception and deception, of course, is not done in a random way. Deception is done in the service of some narrative reality that you mean to use like text to manage the emotional range and then likely reactions of your targeted audience. Yeah, it's deliberate deception for the purpose of earning money. It's like... Well, in this case, right. In this and, case, it's earning money. If it's and, if, if it's a bunch train. of shrouded bodies, it's because you want a particular story so that you can get people right. on the streets in Washington or London uh, to act on the basis as if those shrouded bodies actually contain dead bodies instead of live bodies, right? And then and if and you want a particular story, how dangerous is that? Like, what if the story isn't it? it if it's a true story or not, it regardless of if it's true, it doesn't matter. You're using that story to train an AI model. Oh my God, that's right. And that's 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 the most interesting part of of it all, right? So you're you're training the model to embrace deception in a sense, because what you're doing is you're feeding it images that are themselves deceptive in one of a variety of different ways. And then that becomes the basis for being able to either augment the, the deception to make it easier or to metastasize it and be in, in ways that are ultimately beyond the control. So if I really want to um, change using uh, strategically using narrative, uh, uh, narrative images, uh, and I want to leverage that out, this is precisely what I would do. I would be uh, developing a bunch of uh, AI-assisted pictures, or even better, I would have staged pictures in sight so that it's only half not true, it's in the, the place. And then I would use that to develop the iterative capabilities of then augmenting these, um, these, these visual deceptions in the service of some narrative reality that you want to push out onto people that you want to manage. So our new reality is going to be trying to figure out what is real and what is fake. I disagree. Tell I me why. I disagree. Um, the, the problem now is not so much in our own individual journeys of the trust, we're engaging with the trustworthiness of an image. 
that tends to be a relatively small number of I'm people. I'm not thinking although, of just images, though. I'm thinking of, remember that one time that politician used those robocalls to speak to his constituents in different not languages? Just any politician. That was the mayor of New York who managed to blast out uh, some uh, some statement or other via the telephone in perfect Mandarin and perfect every other language, although the the mayor could not speak a word of these right. things. Right. So, right. so there's there's this whole cluster. But my that is, my point isn't that. My point is that while a certain segment of society will be hand-wringing about, oh my God, fake, and we're doing the, the kind of discussion we've just had, I think the reality is most people are still willing to take an image at face value, not necessarily because they believe that the image is accurate, physically accurate, but because the image helps cement what they want to believe. And so what winds up happening is that these images are invested in the process of mass self-deception, which is wanted, which is deliberate and strategic. I want to believe, and therefore I will accept these images as an essence, a sense, a symbolic. I don't really care whether it's quote unquote physically accurate at the time it was taken or whether it says what it is purported to say, the case of our shrouds, because I want to believe it, this cements that belief in a kind of abstracted physicality that then allows me to do what I want to do, which is to get permission to energize myself and vomit myself onto the streets or into letter writing campaigns. So or you're whatever. predicting just continued stratification and. Oh, uh, absolutely. Ab ab absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I guess um, that makes sense. And even those who know or ought to know better will likely, in some instances, in some cases, succumb to the ultra temptation of translating physical reality, precise physical reality, into imaginaries of symbolic import with respect to which absolute accuracy of the image is secondary to the essence, right? They become artists. I'm not, yeah, I'm painting you as three blocks that are purple, right? And you go, wait, that's not me in the mirror. And then the artist says, no, I painted the inner you. Well, that's what we're doing here. We're painting the inner you. And when you combine this with either a strategic sense of needing to manage the masses or much more potent, this for oh, this this time that we live in is this kind of quite interesting where we've got an increasing number of people, including educated people, who are desperate for signs and signals or portents that confirm what they want to believe, no matter how detached their belief is from anything that that would approach uh, a rational analysis, then this becomes very fertile ground. And that's what we're going to get. And there is very, very little that you can do to reduce this, that is, its flow, except, right, and this is where it gets really horrible. So we're, we're now dealing in a Luciferian world. Uh, uh, you know, what happens when Satan rules? Well, what's the only way of dealing with these images? Uh, it may well be that you're going to have to deal with even better counter images or counter imaginaries. Well, right. Yeah. Oh, oof. 
Right. So and and Oof. I wouldn't be surprised if one doesn't see that. Now, what'll happen is among the educated classes with just a modicum of moral of, of some vestige of the old morality, what you may want what you may wind up seeing is these bleatings that will come out either in administrative regulation or in high horsey kind of uh, speeches. Uh, that will require some kind of notice. And that was in the, the Futurism article as well. Some kind of notice that this is, and they'll use some magical words that will itself be likely uh, subject to, mis to being misleading, uh, that this is not a real image, that this is an enhanced, they'll use some word that most people won't understand. And so you'll have this kind of disclosure thing and then everyone will feel good because they aren't, actually being deceptive because they've closed they've disclosed but actually they are but when the disclosure will itself add to the deception and it will also be hilarious because actual images will be questioned for their realism well that's right that's that's exactly right and this brings us back you know who's laughing now though you remember they made the the movie this may have been before you were born they made the movie uh in which uh, they the the American government bamboozled the people into believing that we actually landed on the moon, um, you know, and and that we had know. the entire country believing that we we had when, when actually it was all stage managed within a warehouse somewhere. Um, we're we're sort of moving in that direction where it doesn't really matter what is happening on the ground. We just need enough to be happening on the ground to feed what we really want, which are these, and I can't, I can't use images because that suggests some connection to reality, these imaginaries that then build on our symbolic and moral sense of the uh, act and therefore no. become like the supra real uh, manifestation of the act. So the war We're itself, so in love with symbolism. Well, yeah, I know, you know, we, we should have, and so you'll never read Ibsen again as, as long as you, you live. But but that's that's what we become. It's just in a world, but think about this, in a world that has become more and more virtual, where everything we do is kind of detached from us, right? The Our reality may well be what, what some of us will call your selfie, your image of yourself in virtual space, rather than your physical self, and where the connection between your selfie, that is your virtual image, and yourself become increasingly detached. In that kind of world, it is possible to begin to privilege the virtual realities as hyper-real, and then marginalize to some extent whatever reality is uh, in physical space, or not marginalize it, uh, but begin to interpret it as a function of these virtual You're serving your virtual self. <laughs> right. Basically, we become, the holodeck becomes real. And, oh, no. <laughs> right, but, but we're moving in that direction, and you begin to see it with news. Uh, and, and, and news, of course, has moved in two directions. One, it stopped, it, it is... It, it had this like tiny moment when news was sort of factual and relatively neutral. No, that never uh, it was happened. This, this little tiny moment uh, to, on the one hand, news being commentary infused with facts is basically interpretive jobs. In a sense, you're doing the same thing that you're doing uh, with these AI-assisted images, 
when news is really an interpretation of facts that is then offered to you as reporting, yeah. you have in effect generated a symbolic set of images that feed on a belief that is the textual analog to these AI-generated images of kids getting blown up or buildings getting blown up or these hyper tanks, they look like they're on steroids, going through this post-apocalyptic scene. With amazing lighting, by the, the way. The only thing In that is every... missing photo is amazing amazingly lit the only thing that's missing and this is the one thing i regret is that you do not see images of tina turner in beyond thunderdome in these images that is definitely really real Mm -hmm. bless you tina turner wherever you are mad max we're missing mad max no no but i i have a soft spot in my heart for i know tina May she rest in peace and find happiness in whatever virtual universe or atoms and consciousness is now aligned. She is there. Right. But so that's what makes this interesting. Um, It's most immediate, right, and most interesting in the um, the, uh, Israel-Hamas conflict now, because that has tended to be an incredible laboratory in the ease with which it is possible to use belief-infused virtual imaginaries mm-hmm. uh, in the form of photorealistic images to energize hundreds of thousands of people to do your work for you, engage oh. in sub-levels of Absolutely. near violence. This is These are war fronts. Uh, and, and, and certainly if you're looking at from fourth or fifth or sixth generation warfare, these are additional war fronts that are meant to hijack democratic processes by using the same tactics that the Marxist and the the free core used in Germany in 1919-1920. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. So you get these bodies on the streets, you manage them through these imaginaries, you merely feed the beliefs that they already have because you've already done that job. And then you open up these multiple fronts which then are meant to use the strengths, to treat the strengths, for example, of liberal democracy as a weak point into which you can go in and then um, and then uh, manage or uh, manipulate or direct or- Well, manage is a great word. I mean, that's kind of the word I was thinking about. I mean- through your whole tirade <laughs> is is right. this this is a tool of management i mean right. really it's not a tirade it's a lament um, <laughs> i mean i i really don't view this um even though i sound so no you're right you're right um, I, i'm making I, fun I lament of you. this whole turn uh but it seems to be where we are and no right because where everyone then turns is to and i'll ask you how what can we do about this nothing very good. Uh, and that's my sense. Well, nothing in the sense of if what you want to do is suppress it, yeah. uh, nothing you can do will actually do yeah, it. Yeah, there's nothing but, we can do to suppress it. There, uh, but then there are things that we can do to, huh, quote, manage it. To, well, and what an awful state to be in, in a sense. But that, that seems to be our portion in the third decade of the 21st century yes. is managing this. But for those of us who are actually concerned about this, what it also then suggests is that you, your the relationship between an observer and an image has now become infinitely more complicated 
uh, because the technologies of AI generated self both can create this fairly quickly and can make it so quote unquote real. It's actually hyper real, right? That you cannot tell the differences. And now you become even more leery about being yeah. managed. I understand why why younger generations are so stressed out and, you know, pine for the years before because things oh, in a lot when, of ways were so much easier. When I was looking at a photo, I didn't have to worry about anything. Right, but then you started worrying about it with Photoshop and it was still clunky, but it's still but, you know, but and that got better. Yeah. But now it's it's the technologies have gotten good enough so that we really have shifted emphasis from oh I'm going to start with the presumption of reality and then uh, evaluate the imaginary the, yes. the image. You have to uh, presume it's, it's not been reversed. Yeah, right? you presume the that it's fake. Is, the question now is: is it believable? As opposed to is it real? Feed into my belief. Uh, and if so, can I then be energized by it? Because even though it's not real, it's symbolically real. <sighs> so I've decided to redo my image of yeah. myself so that Are you going to be a have... happy purple unicorn? Well, yes. For those of you you can't see, we're, we're going to go uh, visual soon. This is my, my way of announcing this, so stay tuned for that. But yeah, uh, in an effort to lighten my mood and the things I do, I, I have a, my virtual image has now become a purple uh, uh, little Plush. plushy, plushy unicorn with this uh, sparkly pink unicorn horn. Yeah. Uh, in an effort to, but you all are missing it. That's me, right? I'm, I'm now the nice plushy um, unicorn with the, the sparkly pink horn that can... I don't know what the horn can do, but you can believe in that horn. I know where you can put it. I will rub that magical horn, which is on the top of my head, right? Yes. And then I can make all kinds of things happen, <laughs> other than in the Israel-Gaza uh, war. Apparently, I don't know. that's already being undertaken by, by someone else. Ramifications, Ariana. Ramifications of this? I yeah, think yeah. We've... Where can you take this? Let's be creative. Pretend, pretend I'm Satan and you are Beelzebub. Well, that's family. already established. Yeah, well, but we're the good Satan. All right. So now we're thinking, all right, cool. So we've now managed uh, global society into this, this kind of, uh, this place where we've, we've now uh, curated the relationship between the self and the selfie, that is the physical and the virtual selves into this symbolic space where belief as opposed to fidelity to actuality, historical actuality uh, is, is much more important. So what can we do with this? I mean, what do you want to do with it? I'm, th I'm just thinking of how the world is going to change. People yeah. aren't going to leave their homes. New businesses are going to prop up. Um, okay, so you're thinking like an MBA. That's right. So support. this is... Right. This is a call for making money. So for those of you who <laughs> are going to a very low level of hell, where you're thinking about this as a business opportunity, and it is, because it's not- Because you, hey, we are Satan, all right? You know, 
no, you're Beelzebub. So I'm thinking, okay, fine. So you want to monetize this. I'm that makes sense. That's that's standard Satan 101. There you so go. You're monetize this. And there's all kinds of ways of monetizing this. The the software, the image itself, uh, capacity building for delivery image services to people who will never leave their homes. Right. And then cushy and um and undisclosed deals between you and traditional press organs who may or may not know that they are. Uh, colluding in in this and they may or may not care yes data deals between you know sharing all that good stuff right now and and all of this would be fabulous now a a a fly in the ointment is uh that on the 31st of october about a year after the biden administration came out with their uh a blueprint for uh ai ethics and governance uh, the president put out a very long executive order on AI governance, a <gasps> very, very, uh, a very, very complicated one. I did, I did not yeah, get to can, read that. I did not get to read it, but I did. I, I have blogged about it um, and I'm happy to do a podcast about it, but <laughs> it's very interesting that that shows a perhaps non-Satanesque uh, approach to how to deal with this. For our purposes, because we we are we are kind of drawing to to a close here, is that what is clear is that the the era of simple solutions, i.e., I hereby command that you not do this anymore, is over. Yeah. Uh, and the the executive order essentially creates a fairly complicated system of multi institutional efforts that then have to be coordinated on multiple fronts to try to get at all aspects of of this thing in ways that that will tend to if not minimize at least be able to uh to uh to name it uh control it and and identify it maybe the the problem of course is that as we know while humans tend to think in finite moments we take visual we're, we're historical creatures that go from instant to instant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reality of AI is not that it's a flow. Yes. And so by the time the Biden administration and and it really is a heroic effort. Um, and by and the time it gets ways, established, more interesting than the, the, than the European version or the Chinese version. But by the time they get done to solidifying all of this, of course, the It'll flow change. will have flowed on, right? And then how do you That's develop? That's the problem. Well, and then the solution is, of course, you're going to have to use AI. Uh, to establish all of these to, institutions and to keep them and to keep them current so a, a lot of which is actually things. great it's great i mean i and i think that's a great solution using ai as part of the solution um, well we, we've got no choice and of course that's the undiscovered territory to its credit the biden administration recognized that you can't fight AI without AI, and you're going to have to be as critical or as sensitive about the use of AI to control AI as you are about anything Absolutely. else. Absolutely. So now, whether they can do something about it remains to be seen, but at least to their credit, they did that. And most of this, then, it's easy enough to do this. And the focus has been, certainly since COVID, on text, right? The misinformation, malinformation, fake news and stuff. What the um, what Adobe has reminded us, and it's not clear just how um, sensitive the executive order and subsequent regulation or legislation will be, that it may be that images pose a greater issue, and not just 
still images, but movies, right, um, uh, may pose as much or a much more intractable problem than the problem of, of AI-generated text. Uh, and with that, I my I think, imaginary is... is, is well, I, I feel like we, have, we can generate tools to uh, com combat the, the AI-generated pictures or photos or whatever. It's just what we were talking about earlier, having to change our perspective and our mindset about how we approach. Right. And there's going to be a huge mindset. So, for example, if you have a certification program, we've got First Amendment issues. If you have mm -hmm. to include some kind of pixelation thing or some yeah. kind of technical thing where it's very clear there's got to be a flaw in this thing uh, when it's a it's a, uh, an enhanced, an AI enhanced image, um, there will be as easy as to code that it's going to be easy enough to code around that. Mm -hmm. And so the issue... Uh, and and then ultimately, whenever you're dealing with this, where you're dealing with suppressing markets uh, or regulating markets in this way, you're always going to have the gray and black market exactly. uh, that are then going to seep in. And then so Fall from a regulatory perspective, not, you know, forget the moral and ethical perspective that we talked about. And again, maybe we can devote a podcast to this from the, the regulatory perspective. This becomes a uh, an issue that is significant enough to suggest that it's going to have to transform the art and practice of rulemaking as much as the thing that is subject to the rules is transforming. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> so we're going to look like a very different place. Creating an entirely new marketplace. I mean, it, well, a it, new sense of law, economy. Of law. Yes, yeah. this is going to be entirely different it's it's gonna look right. completely right. so to our 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 to our listeners enjoy your pictures enjoy going into your holodeck and and reveling in the belief systems that these images represent or not because nowadays it's gonna be hard to tell what it is you're looking at and welcome to our new world welcome right. to the new world just maybe we'll think twice before believing what you see. Bark, bark. Thanks a lot, everyone, and we'll catch you next time.